WhatsApp. Hello. I hear Anna. I hear Lori. Woo woo. I hear everyone. All right. Woo-hoo. And I hear the cat. Meow. Yeah. Is the cat digging up poo this week? No. She's she wants treats. In fact, that may be the only way to shut her up. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I hope we hear the crunching. Uh, no, they're they're soft. You won't hear crunching. But now what's going to happen is Sadie's going to want some too because Sadie likes to eat cat food <laughs> and cat treats and cat poop. Sadie will eat every cat thing. There cat is no poop. Demand. Yes. Oh God, dogs How love is that cat even poop. Good. Dogs love cat poop. I know. It's awful. All, all dog odors out there. Back me up on this. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh no. What's so tasty about it? Well, you're, mean, you're asking me? I'm a human. I don't know. But they are relentless. Both of them, Luna and Sadie, if we're on a walk, if you get into a... So like dogs smell. When you're on a walk, all, all dogs do is smell. That's how they get their information from life. They just smell, 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 smell. And you'll be walking and you have to be very leery if they suddenly get really interested in something that's in like just regular grass or maybe a pile of dirt. Nine times out of ten, it's cat poop. And you've got to move fast because they're really fast. And as soon as they smell it, it is in their mouth. And you do not want to dig it out of their mouth. Oh. It is <laughs> disgusting. True story. No. See, I just let them eat it. And once they get it, I let them keep it because I'm not digging it out of their face. Hannah's barfing. This, so many questions. Uh, do, do they do they go for all poo? Like, does it, you know, is there, you know, what if there's like Canadian goose poo? Oh, yeah. No. Or, well, well, they'll roll in dog, that. They won't eat it. They'll roll Rabbit it. poo. Exactly what mm-hmm. Lori said. My dogs will only eat cat poop. But Luna will roll in whatever yeah. smells bad. So Lori, your yours yours will roll in goose poop too. Oh yeah, and cow. We I raised my kids on a farm, and our white dog loved to roll in cow poop. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Fun. <laughs> Does he think it's mud? I mean, you know, oh, no, maybe it it's just the mud, and they, it stinks, and they love it. It's like anything stinky. It's like you know the times that dogs have found bones of people. They're like, whoa, the dog brought it in, and anything that's stinky, they love. Yeah. Sharon, my wife, tells a story about how when they were kids, um, they grew up. So we grew up here. She grew up here in Salem, Oregon, and they used to have a beach house in this community uh, on the coast. And they would go out there for, you know, several weeks every summer. And they had this little dog, this little dachshund that loved to roll in horse poop on the beach because you can ride your horse on the beach here. Right. And she just tells this one this story that just cracks me up every time about the dog rolling in the horse poop just as they were getting ready to leave and come back home to Salem. And her mother was like, oh, no, that dog is not getting in that car. And she made her and her sister go off and, like, hose off the dog mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, they they love to roll. They love to smell. They love to eat things that are horrible. But we love them just the same. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I've had dogs before. I don't remember them eating poo. Really? Well, you may have lived in a neighborhood and maybe there was a a lot of things pooping outside. (laughs) Poop popping opportunities. Yes. (laughs) I wish I knew what it was that they like in there, but they also love cat food. It's not particularly good for them. I don't think it's, it's not that it's bad. It's just not good. I did have a dog once that ate a lot of cat food, and she got really sick, and so we had to make sure she didn't do it anymore. So I'm I'm kind of careful about them eating the cat food. But there's obviously something in the 
in the proteins that go in the food and that come out of the cat that are that are attractive <laughs> yeah. to dogs. I mean, uh, dogs will eat it right out of the kitty litter. They will. A hundred percent. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, we have to keep mm-hmm. we have to keep our kitty litter separated by a child gate to keep the dogs from going in and eating the cat poop out of the litter box. <laughs> I'm not making it up. Disillusion now. <laughs> dogs. And before you ask, Anna, the child gate has a special little trap door inside it that is cat size so the cats can get through the child gate. And no, we didn't invent that. That is a thing that exists. (laughs) (gasps) For real? Yes. So this is a well-known thing. Yes. Oh. Yes. People have been keeping dogs separated from litter boxes for eons now. Holy smokes. (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) Wow. So this is like two listen and learner knots in a row that we've begun talking about cat poop. Go us. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. (laughs) It's probably because it's more fun to talk about than the real world. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Things people need to know. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I want I want to turn from cat poop and turn to Lori because if 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 you're willing to share with us, I would just like to know, big picture, how was your weekend with the grands? Yeah, so good, so good. The little one who always says she's going to run away and gets mad when you won't let her didn't even think about it because I kept her so dang busy. <laughs> so what? Wow, she didn't even mention running away. My sister's a teacher, so we had. I brought great big poster board and we made a big list of all the fun things we can do now you know with kids you're doing like movie night you're gonna watch a movie anyway but you make it movie night with popcorn (laughs) so yeah so all the things we would normally do play a game read a book go on a treasure hunt which uh by the way grandma i still think i'm 30 i went to kind of walk over a log as I was looking for things because like they don't have pine cones there they have acorns I'm trying to find things to put on the list and I I fell over the log I reached for something and heard this pop and I was like oh yeah so I was in a lot of pain but you know I had my CBD lotion and I just kept putting that on and uh, then when I got back to Washington I went swimming and that has helped tremendously. So, but yeah, but it was very fun. And, you know, it, it was, I was worried, you know, what if like one wants to go here and the other ones want to go somewhere else? How do I decide who to follow? And, you know, it just all worked out beautifully. Yay. <laughs> Wait, what popped, by the way? I'm a little concerned. Oh, gosh. I thought for a minute it was popped out of the socket, but I don't think it was that. I think maybe some muscle separated or something, and I couldn't really move. So, so your shoulder? Yeah, my shoulder. Okay. Yeah, my shoulder. Oh. And, uh, Ouch. yeah. In fact, I couldn't. I slept in the corner of the couch where I could be propped up because I was afraid I didn't want to like end up laying on my arm by accident. So, <laughs> but I did watch Whoa. the new Cinderella three times. Oh, three it's times. out! I didn't know it was Camilla out. Cabela. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Camilla Cabello, really was good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow, they did. The music good. was phenomenal. You'll recognize okay. every song. I assume you watched it with the kids and just not on your own. Well, we did, and then my daughter and I watched it on our own, <laughs> because oh, when you watch it with cute. kids, you get interrupted. So, um, yeah. yeah. I kept thinking, why didn't they just make Shawn Mendes the prince? But um, the prince did a, a very fabulous job. Shawn Mendes would have been perfect. <laughs> I know. I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Aww. Yeah. Hey, I got something to teach you guys. Yeah. I just found out. So a lot of people pronounce Camila Cabello's name wrong. That's how to, to say it. I didn't know for the longest time either. It's Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. Mm. And I got it straight from the horse's mouth. She had some interview and she was saying it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I say it wrong all the time. I think I hear DJ say it wrong. Yeah, well, I, I do overnight. Camila Cabello. I'm going to have to say it different. Say it again, Anna. Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. Yeah. So the L is 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 hard on the first name. Camila, but Cabello, like... Yeah. Because it's a double, is a, double L. A two L's, yeah, double L. Well, I, in, double I, L. Idina Menzel, Menzel was amazing in it. They made her look old because she was the stepmother. It's like, wait a minute. Right. She can't be the stepmother. Oh, mm. I love, I love Idina Menzel. Oh. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Everyone can pronounce her name right, except for John Travolta, Travolta. who called her Adela Manzib. <laughs> <laughs> it was so off. How was Billy Porter? He's the fairy godmother, right? Fabulous. Awesome. Yeah. Cute. But now my, my grandkids go to Christian school. My granddaughter is like, what? Why is he wearing a dress? And, oh, you know, and, and so my daughter's saying, well, you know, that's not, everybody has a right to wear what they want. And she's like, but he's a guy and he's wearing a dress. It was just fun watching my daughter walk through that one <laughs> well she could have just taken the easy way out and saying he's an actor playing the fairy godmother oh well that was the other thing why isn't he the fairy godfather if he's a guy oh. wearing a dress now <laughs> we're getting somewhere big confusion oh. big confusion right. so that was that was fun but yeah it was it was very delightful and the music was just wonderful and um i'd watch it again yeah i would so let me ask you this, because we, we tried to uh, predict last week, and, and don't, don't reveal anything. I just want to know, is it way different than the Cinderella that we know? Um, not way, but yes. Okay. okay. Yes, different. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. Good review. And <laughs> also, what I binge watched over the weekend was clickbait oh have you watched it no i never even heard of it me neither i can't say anything except oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh i w i went through so many emotions one night i went to bed feeling guilty because i misjudged somebody i'm like how am i feeling guilty over an actor but <laughs> That's how well they oh. that's how well they they played played the yeah wow it's like a drama show it's a series how many seasons are there uh i think there'll oh. probably be more seasons but this season was probably gosh i don't know 8 or 10 <gasps> 8 or 10 seasons Ooh, no no 8 or 10 episodes episodes one season oh <laughs> so only one season's uh, come out yeah. so far mhm mm yeah so yeah yeah so you're you're like crossing your fingers that there'll be a season two <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and and slightly terrified because i i learned some things about myself watching this about 
how I can be very judgmental, how I can go with the flow, how I can not give people the benefit of the doubt, who I didn't think I was like that. But it's so easy to get caught up in, in the way they want you to see things. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I, 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 I've taken such a long break from TV. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I've watched, you know, like when I was traveling, I watched Ted Lasso because I was sort of, you know, in, in a place where I could sort of do that. And it, I loved it. That was really wonderful. But other than that, in the, I would say it's been a couple months since I've really watched, like binged anything. I had to just... St- I didn't mean to stop. Maybe I've just been working too hard. I don't know. But all these recommendations are coming in. So Clickbait, that's one now. A show called Hacks, I guess, with Jean Smart, who I love her. She that's People are talking about that. Um, there's a new, is it In Treatment? No, there's something else with Udo um, Uzo Aduba that I want to watch. Like all of these things, like people are saying, and I'm like, oh, I should watch that. I should watch that. I should watch that. But to actually sit down and click on the TV, it's strange. I seem to, I seem to have stopped doing it. I guess that's healthy, but I kind of miss it. <laughs> Maybe you got burnt out on um, COVID, Maybe. and yeah, I think yeah. that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I that I yeah. did get burned out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very much possible. I just do puzzles and read and sleep. I sleep a lot. <laughs> Puzzles are and good. Right. I've been I've been doing some writing that I have. <gasps> nice, nice. Yeah. But um, Coach Lori yeah, likes I, to hear that you're writing. <laughs> yes, Co- Coach Lori will be very happy. I think eventually. <laughs> wow, where <laughs> is this Coach Lori? Came up with. <laughs> yeah, she's a drill sergeant. <laughs> I took a most wonderful class from Coach Lori on coaching, which also included a section on writing. It came with some really great exercises and how to get you going. And, and I read some great books. And it's funny. It's like the thing I learned is like the thing that I started writing about is not what I'm writing about now. It was really more like um, just going through the exercises of writing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with anything you do, the more you exercise it, the, the better you get, right? And it spurs you into other things. And uh, it's weird the 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 angle that I went off on, but... Um, but it's fun. It's mostly relaxing. Mm-hmm. I'm so <laughs> Sometimes excited. it's not relaxing at all. <laughs> when when you write, do you is it more about like fictional stories or or personal journaling or uh, like what kind of things are relaxing to you when you write? Both. So um, it was. I hadn't. I have in the big picture. I have a story that I want to write, and I want it. I think it's going to have to be a fictional story because it's based on a real person and I don't want to get into all the lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to obviously do some research on the real person or I've, I've done some and I'll, I'll continue to do some, but I want to ultimately write it as a, as a fictional story. But there's some autobiographical elements that go into it. And so when I was taking Lori's class, I started working on those themes, just kind of writing down things that I remembered from um, my own life and my parents' lives that I know um, and kind of leading into that. But as a as a kind of side hobby, um, I like to read a lot of goofy science fiction, and um, so I've started writing a, an essay, a kind of a goofy science fiction essay thing. I'm not explaining it very well because I don't want to, but <laughs> eventually it'll come out, and I'm, I don't know whether I'll use my real name or not, but it's just interesting that this was the thing from my childhood that I suddenly decided I wanted to write about, which has nothing to do with the other thing that I'm working on it just 
popped into my head as a thing I had to do. Um, and it's just interesting. It reminded me of this. Uh, the, uh, Lori had talked about a lot about this author uh, named Anne Lamott, who apparently I'm the only person in the world who had never heard of until I took Lori's class. But now I see her <laughs> everywhere. It's like now, now that I've now that I've read some of her books, I see her everywhere. You know how like you don't know about something and once it's in your consciousness, mm-hmm. you realize it's been there the whole time. And um, <laughs> she had this one thing in her book on writing that just was fabulous to me about she she was having her students write these exercises and something about describe the cafeteria where you were in elementary school. And she was doing this for herself and she was writing the cafeteria and the kids throwing food and all that kind of stuff. And she just kind of wrote this one like line about and then there's always that boy over by the fence that's not talking to anybody and when she went back and she reread it she's like who the hell is the boy by the fence and why did he pop into my head and the next thing she knew she was off on a story about him and that's kind of what happened to me I was thinking about all this other stuff and this one thing was niggling at me and I'm like that's interesting and now I'm writing about that so again I don't know whether this will ever see the light of day but um it seems to me I don't know. It's sort of more of a way I've been wanting to pass my time than watching TV. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. I love it. <laughs> All that said, once I start watching TV, I won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I would be excited to actually read a fictional book that you, a fiction book that you would write. I would be really excited. Me too. I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you have, um, you are very eloquent in the way you talk anyway so I can imagine your writing and then I know there's a goofy side of you <laughs> and you're really yeah so I'm I <laughs> I know I'd love it did you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> <laughs> I did I didn't get it the first I think I was too young when I read it the first time and I was just like I don't know what the hell's going on yeah but then when I read it when I was an adult yeah I loved it I too like the goofy science fictions uh and goofy, like, you know, detective or yeah. drama comedy ones. I yeah. love, yeah. I love goofy detective comedy drama. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. They make me that's happy. Some, that's some clever writing right there. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, we want to be yeah. the first ones to buy your book when it comes out. Well, Lori, you know you'll be the first one to read it. <laughs> you have to help me figure out what to do with it. <laughs> oh, Sadie's getting up. Hang on. There may be barking. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> and I'll be right back too, Lori, because I'm going to close the door downstairs. I I hear a, a meeting going on. Oh, So okay. hang on, okay? All right. Okay, I'll be right back. I would just hum, but I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so I'll just... Wait, are you singing? I, I, I want to wait for a second. Are you singing? Well, I thought about it, but I can't sing, so... Um, <laughs> I was thinking of a way to pass the time. I I do know the Jabberwocky. Really? Lay it on us. The poem. Twas brilligan the slithy toad, a gyring gimbal in the wave, all mimsy where the bog row, and the momrath outgrave. Beware the Jabberwock, my son, the claws that catch, the jaws that bite. Beware the, hmm, something, and the, oh, now I'm forgetting because I'm on the spot. Shun the Fermius Bandersnatch or something. Now I can't remember it. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you even remember that much. That's amazing. My son will call me and he'll say, Mom, say the Jabberwocky to my friend. So it's <laughs> beware the Jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the Jub-Jub bird and shun the Fermius Bandersnatch. 
He took his vorpal sword in hand, long time the maxim foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tulgy wood and burbled as it came. One, two, three, one, two, one, two, through and through the vorpal sw- blade went snicker-snack. He left him dead and with his head he came galumphing back. Hast thou slain the jabberwock, my son? Come to my arms, my beamish boy, O frumptious day, Kalukale. He chortled in his joy. Twas brillig on the slithy toes, dig iron gimbal in the way, bum mimsy where the bog grow, and the momras out grave. That was out grave. <laughs> Did you just say that with, uh, with no script? Up until I, the Fermius Bandersnatch, so I had to look it up. I said Bander something. So I. Look what that a up. script be able to say all those words? You did a really bit. hard. Well, when you learn it as a kid, you, nonsense words are fun. You know, it's like, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I just say it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gift. It is. <laughs> when we do the testing one, two, three, which we do in radio often, I just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you've done that during a few podcasts in the, in the beginning. Yeah, now no. that I think. No, about it. Think about it. I think I remember thinking, what what do you what's she saying? <laughs> what is that nonsense? <laughs> what's this banner snatch? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, jab or walk. The, mm-hmm. Wasn't that the um Black Mirror? Wasn't that the ba- banner snatch, like a special episode of that? Oh, oh maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that's what that was. <laughs> wow. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. As you say, it's Lewis Carroll, right? Mm-hmm. It's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Or, yeah. I knew that part, but oh my, I cannot believe you know that whole thing. That's amazing. Do the Canterbury Tales now. <laughs> I'll memorize it by next week. Do Beowulf. What was the name of the, the big monster with a Grendel? Yeah, Grendel. That's right. Grendel. Grendel. That's yeah. it. Grendel. I just remember going to a to a one of those uh, beer like brew fest beer things where they have you taste beers from all over this world and there's always like the the nerds with the mead stand there's always like three or four guys who are like we had we make mead and I'm like oh mead like like in Beowulf and they're like <sighs> yes like in Beowulf <laughs> they're so tired of that <laughs> mead well can you believe it's back to you know normal we've had our summer. And it's, you know, somebody got to go on a trip, <laughs> Claire, but now it's yeah. back to like, you know, getting ready for the holidays. It's hard. It is. It is. So it's September, right? Because <laughs> oh, wow. where I live, there's not a lot of trees that change. There are a few trees that change. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my wife hears this podcast, she's going to come storming in and say, there are trees that change here. But not, <laughs> not nearly as many as like when I grew up, like you just... You knew it was autumn right away because the leaves started changing. Even if it was still warm, if you even if you you know were in that late part of summer, and it was still warm, the trees were changing. You know, and you could just like walk outside and know it was September. And here, still hot, still pretty, no clouds. Could be still June or July. You know, it's kind of hard to tell. Wow. <laughs> well, like, what's the temperature right now? I don't know, eighty something. What? Wow. Yeah, it's definitely cooler over here. We're like the 60s maybe, right, Lori? Do you feel yeah. like it's 60-ish? Mm-hmm. Definitely feels like fall today. Okay, it's it's it it's just 70, but it's going up to 80. Yeah. What? Wow. I know. Tomorrow it's going to be 80, 82 Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Crazy, huh? Northwest is weird, man. I did drive through Salem and I waved, even though I didn't text you because I was driving. <laughs> Next time, stop in. I will one of these times. Yeah, you should. Just stop in. We'll have a little 
coffee. You'll see all the dogs and cats. Yeah, I would love that. And then not this weekend, but next weekend, my son's getting married. (gasps) Oh, my my gosh. That's right. Yeah. Wow. How do you feel, Mama? Oh, so excited. I, I couldn't be happier. And, you know, we've talked about this. My youngest son has been a drug addict on the streets and he got into detox. He's getting clean and sober and he's going to be able to go to the oh. wedding. And, you oh, know, wonderful. as a when you have a family member who does drugs, you don't there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait for them to be ready unless like. You know, you find them passed out and you make take them to the hospital. But as long as they're functioning, there's nothing you can do. It was really hard to be just waiting, hoping that he would come around. And I'm so, so grateful he did. And I had watched this video about CBD and the endocannabinoid system, and they're using it to get people off heroin. There's a big research project, so I contacted them, and I asked if he could be in it, and they actually said it's coming up. They've already done the preliminary, but it's coming up, and so they may contact him. But um, So I just happened to work with a company that we have CBD. It's a kind that does not have THC. I mean, maybe a trace, so you can pass a drug test. So when he got dropped off at the Clean and Sober Housing, the detox center had given him Suboxone, do you know what that is? No. It's it's a drug they use to get you off of heroin, but often people don't taper off. They just take that instead. And it's as hard, if not harder, to get off of than the heroin. But it's legal. And so when he called me, he said, Mom, they dropped me off at this house and they don't allow Suboxone here. And I said, ditch it. Just use your CBD. He said, well, they don't allow CBD. And I said, well, if you can pass a drug test... Would they allow it? So he he talked with the people in charge, and they agreed, and he's doing fabulous. Excellent. I am oh, so good beyond happy and grateful. Wow. I have so many. I have so many questions, but the first one at the moment is, why would they 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 give him something to assist him, and then but then they drop him off in a place where he can't use the thing that assists him. You, yeah, you that seems like a bit of a disconnect here. I mean, thank God he had you to advocate for him right. and help him navigate it. So I, that's he's blessed with you. Yeah. But I'm just curious for other people that don't have a you, how would they have made that step? That's the problem. There's so many disconnects. And I, I'm like, you had a two-hour drive and the guy who's finding all these housing for you didn't bother to ask you any questions? He goes, no. And it never occurred to me that it would be a problem because that housing he was in before it. Uh, it wasn't right. a problem. So, you know, it, it it's just, it's so sad. And I, I did uh, later because of I'm a service provider, I did call the guy and I said, uh, did you know that house doesn't take Suboxone? And he's like, well, he's on Suboxone. I go, yeah. <laughs> did you, did, you didn't ask, you know? And plus he, this guy had said there's some sort of shot now that they can get. And each month they taper it off. And I said, well, did you talk to him about the shot then? And he's like, no. I mean, what the heck? You know, it's like it's so great when people want to help and do things, but there has to be communication. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. golly gee. (laughs) So it all worked out. But for that week, you know, first getting him off the streets to my house, then finding a detox center. And then they let him out early because he took in the samples of CBD and he was using them and he got through the pain part so quickly. They're like, we can't keep you here. 
Yeah. And so I'm like, he can't come back. Yeah, we don't even have a place for him to live. It was just one thing after another. And then trying to stay out and let him advocate for himself. But there is a point where you've got to be like, are you kidding me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you get into that line of like, you're a mom, but you also have expertise in this, right? And so you have to, for, for, mm-hmm. for anything, but in this mm-hmm. case for you, you have to walk that line between letting him learn to fight it himself and stepping as an, in as an expert and saying, oh, no, yeah, that's not right. I have to think, what would yeah. I do for a client? And uh-huh. definitely if a client called me and said that, I'd be calling the transportation person going, mm, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you just put a yeah. vulnerable person in a house near Aurora Avenue where they can walk for a half a block and get drugs and you drop them at a house they can't stay at? Right. <laughs> so. And so he's, is he excited about going to the wedding? Yes, he's very excited. It's going to be very small, but, you know, it's going to be the first time all three siblings have been together because of COVID and everything for almost four years. Wow. wow. Yeah, because holidays when the, the one that's married, she switches off and, and then he's been not doing well. It's the first time we're all going to be together. So it'll be awesome. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bring Kleenex. Definitely. (laughs) This is going to be so special. It is. Yes. And I hope I can remember to take pictures because I'm really bad at that. When I'm with the grands, I don't take pictures because I'm so busy just trying to be in the moment. (laughs) I hope there's some people that are willing to take a lot of pictures for you guys. That'd be really kind of cool. Yeah, there'll be a photographer there and they'll, you know, so, but yeah, so, so yeah, those are good things for my family, but it's been a little tough. They've had like five people leave in the last two weeks and that's always so traumatic. Yeah, that's, that's hard. And it happens a lot in our industry. It's just kind of the nature of our industry. It's very nomadic for a lot of people. And sometimes it's of your own choice and sometimes it's not of your own choice, but it's, it doesn't matter. It's always hard when the, especially um, some of them have been there for quite a while, you know, so that's always difficult to go through. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not just our industry that it's happening to. It's uh, actually many, many companies, and there is now even a name for what's going on, and it's called the Great Resignation. Huh. Just Google it, and then you'll get all your answers. But really, <laughs> wow! Basically, COVID shook people's priorities, or some of it's I want to keep on working at home. Some of them has to do with, you know, maybe I'm not as happy as I thought before COVID. Maybe I'll try something else. It could be all sorts of different things, but it's it's happening all across the board. You know, and I see a lot of stories about a lot of industries looking for people, whether it's restaurants or short staffs. I see advertisements for truck drivers for CDL all the time. time. That is a great job, and they're having a hard time filling that. One of the one of the reasons, um, at least in in Michigan, where I do news for this town in Michigan, but statewide, but I've seen this in other states too. One of the reasons that hospitals are so concerned about the surge right now is not because it's filling up the beds, but because they have a lot less staff than they had a year ago. People have either people either got tired and quit or took early retirements or resigned. A lot of doctors and nurses and hospital staff they're highly short staffed. It's incredible. So that's that that's been a concern. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a doctor. I sometimes uh, think about like 
if this happened when I was a kid, I don't know how they would have handled this. I would have wanted them to quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's also uh, bus drivers are in need. Yes. Um, yeah. Everything's in need. I guess, you know, anything that has to do with physically being at work. Right. And, and you know, for a long time, people were saying, well, it's the extra unemployment. People are lazy and they'd rather collect the unemployment than go back to work. But that's all ended. And we've known for right. a long time that that was going to be ending. And so you can't you can't blame that. I think what you're saying, the, the great resignation really is. I think you're right. People have reassessed their priorities. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think it falls... A lot of it falls on the shoulders of women, but I won't I won't broad stroke. I will say people generally are finding that maybe the work they're doing isn't outpacing what they're spending on child care and that maybe yeah. staying home with the kids is is financially and emotionally better. Plus, I kind of didn't have a choice with school, you know, not 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 being in session. At least for the most part, kids are back at school now. I think there are some places where they're still doing some kind of hybrid option. But if you have kids that aren't school age yet, if you've got a, you know, toddlers at home, it, it probably does save you money to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with yes. the internet, not only can you work remotely, but network marketing used to be one of those things where you had to get orders and you had to go drop them off. Everything is so easy now with social media that I think people mm-hmm. are double, double thinking, rethinking <laughs> what they might be able to do so that they can be home with their kids and still mm-hmm. make a decent living. Like, I love my job. I love all the things that I do. I can't imagine if I didn't, maybe I would be going, wow, this is the time to figure out if I want to do something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, okay, here's a new part that I just I found out this week. Some people are adding to their jobs, having a full-time and then just adding to their income a part-time job because they can do a lot of these things at home. Yeah, so I call that a side hustle or multiple streams of income because (laughs) when I became a coach, people didn't know what it was. And so a lot of the books on coaching were have multiple streams of income so that you can survive and do it, but have a side hustle to go along with it. So I've always had two or three things going, but I always try to have at least one that's at home when I was raising my kids. So I wasn't having three jobs away from them. But yeah, side hustle. So you were cool before. (laughs) Desperate for me was desperation. (laughs) How am I going to feed these kids? (laughs) They grow. Entrepreneurial. You were entrepreneurial before it was. Yeah. Yes. I I do have that entrepreneurial spirit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky, though, when you have multiple friends that are entrepreneurial because you Sometimes you find yourself in a position where your friends are competing for your oh no for, for your their, their product over you you know mm. it's easy when it's a product that you don't you know necessarily use but it's trickier when it when it's a product that you might use you know um, I've I've run into that not just myself but other friends too like I think there was like a I think there was a point there where back when I lived in Savannah I knew three people that were selling um. Not Lululemon, but the other one. What was the other network marketing clothing? Um, and it was like, and it was when I was running. So I had so many people that were like, oh, do you want to buy this this clothing? Or do you want to buy these supplements? And I'm like, no, I actually bought them from so-and-so. Oh, like, oh, then I feel guilty. You know, it's, that's tricky. But, Wait, but didn't I this, think. Didn't this happen in Schitt's Creek? <laughs> yeah, I think it did. Yeah. yeah. I remember this same problem back in the Tupperware days that used to happen too, you know. I think with that, too, that's what gives it a bad name is when people like 
get kind of pissy about things like that or competitive, you know, it's like if you can be an entrepreneurial spirit and do like even with coaching, you know, there's sometimes I'll get a client and I'm like, you know what, I think so-and-so would be a better coach for you in this situation, Mm -hmm. you know, is being having Mm -hmm. that graciousness and realizing there's there's enough people to go around for us to have a, a big enough clientele, not be all desperate and And that's the thing is is there is enough to go around Mm -hmm. and then you add in how quickly the social media moves and it expands your audience by you know thousands yeah Yeah. my wife is i don't want to again i don't i don't want to say too much because it's her story to tell but my wife she's building a business right now and really it's great it's fun to watch and she's working her ass off and i'm excited for the part where she just gets to do it instead of where she has to sell it but she's she's getting there Mm -hmm. and um it's fun to watch. I mean, it's exciting and all the tools that are available and she's really good at picking up software. She can't, she can't balance a checkbook, but she can like pick up random software and learn it. It amazes me. Like how one, one part of your brain is really good at certain things, but another part of your brain can't handle it. And, um, she's just amazing that she, she shows me these like graphs and this whole Facebook thing that she set up with this calendar. And I'm like, Holy crap. How'd you know how to do that? You know, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. She's just she's a good learner. And, you know, Dr. Caroline Leaf says if we are learning something new every day, our brain is going to stay really viable and healthy. So learning is good. Yep. <laughs> learning is good. The more you know. <laughs> yep. We were she and I were talking about that. She's been um, shooting these videos with you know, kind of anecdote, anecdotes and her thoughts on things. And she's a teacher. She She's teaching drawing and she's putting together this this class to teach, you know, and her contention is anybody can draw. And we've been talking a lot about like, you know, people in their 50s and 60s, you know, either that you are at a point where all the things that you like to do as a kid that you kind of put aside so you could make a living doing something else. Now you have time to revisit those or like we're talking about the, the great resignation where people want to do something that, that they love, not just something that, that makes money. And ultimately, maybe you could do both with it. But um, her notion is it's never too late, whether you're 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 75 or 85, you can learn how to draw. Or if you already know how to draw, you can get better or you can learn how to paint or any of those things that will give you joy. But we kind of got to talking about my dad um, because my father did not, he had a lot of things that he enjoyed watching and going to and doing, but he did not particularly himself have anything that he liked to do or create. That I think may have got him into trouble when he got into his 70s. He retired at 72 and he literally had nothing to do. He was like, boom, nothing to do. He did ultimately get diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but I think that that lack of interaction with different parts of his brain likely contributed to to exacerbating that, right? Like he probably, he would have developed the plaque on his brain anyway, but because he wasn't actively working on the, those synapses and those you know neurons and the things that they've showed, the more that you do, the more it fights that plaque growing. That's something that really she took to heart because that's about the time that she met me was, well, we got together before that, but she got to watch my father decline. 
And my mom was constantly after him. Why don't you take piano lessons? Why don't you learn how to draw? Why don't you do this? Why don't you take read a book? This she's kind of nagging him. She wasn't wrong to to try to get him engaged in things. It's just that you know she was shooting him. Right? The more you the more you nag, the, the less somebody wants to do something. But but Sharon really, my wife really just took that to heart about the importance of of keeping your brain active and your creativity active. And she talked about my dad in one of the videos that she made, and mm-hmm. you know about how it's so important as you. As you get older, to keep learning whatever it is you want to learn, keep learning. Wow! Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And you know, I I always say uh, when people say, "Oh, I'm getting older," blah blah blah. I'm always like, "I read, I rebuke that. (laughs) (laughs) Do not, do not own that." (laughs) Limiting belief. I shun you. Wow, you guys both, I, it feels like I, I hear you guys constantly learning things. So I think I want to I be on board with that. I know how, I know what I'm going to do to do that. But uh, but, yeah. but then look at your life, right? I mean, you are actively raising two children exactly. in the home right in now school, as we speak. Who right? are learning, so you're obviously learning. Ex- exactly, yeah. You're you, right. You probably have to. I mean, can you help them with your with their homework, or can their dad? See, that's exactly one of my solutions to keeping my brain active. I'm, I have one that's going to be taking pre calculus. She's also got chemistry too, and I'm sure I want to dip into that as well. So I might be studying with her. Wow! <laughs> Just trying to take a crack at it. <laughs> it's some of the stuff that she's doing. Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah well, now you, I know calculus. I don't know what I'll do with it, but I know it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> were you good at it then? Were you were you good at, at at math and chemistry when you were in high school? Chemistry, I was okay. Math in general, I was okay. I was really good in geometry for some reason. I rocked in geometry. So maybe it was a visual thing. I'm not sure. I am very visual, and I know like at the end of this year, she's taking trigonometry. So I'm hoping I could help her out with that. We don't talk about this that much. Something people might not know is Anna is a spectacular artist. Mm-hmm. Aw, she is. Your, draw, your ability to draw freehand, let alone, you know, other tools at your disposal is really incredible. So that would not surprise me at all that you're good at geometry. That makes perfect sense. Thanks. Hypotenuse. Hypotenuse. <laughs> Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. <laughs> Jabberwock. Jabberwock. The Jabberwock of this isosceles pyramid. With eyes of flame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our coworkers, I had been uh, avoiding her. Her, her. her child and my child go to the same school. And I ran into her during the first day, no, uh, picture day. She had a table out because she's with the PTA. And she's like, Anna. Join the PTA with me, like be on the board. And I've been like anxious after that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I cannot be a treasurer. I, I don't have the energy and I have too much going on and added duties to, to work and all this stuff. I ran into her today and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to say no. She's like, Anna, so would you? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> you caved. I, I guess I have a hard time saying now. <laughs> oh my but gosh. Meet the new secretary of the PTA. Well, if anybody can do it, you I, can. <laughs> so I just got to make the meetings. Can they be by Zoom or are they in person? 
I think for now they're going to be in person, but with all the surges going on, even in schools, we have a case this week in our school. So who knows? So what does that mean? Who do the knows? kids keep going even though there was a case or what does that look like? The way they're going to do it is if they find out there's a case, they are going to trace whomever might have been around that student. The nurse will contact that student and those students or staff or parents, volunteers will quarantine for however long and then uh, everybody else gets to go still stay in school. I guess a lot of schools are doing it that way. So my student and I talked about it and we're thinking, is that method of tracing truly effective? Because really, you're passing through the hallways with people. Their cafeteria is full of everybody in the school. Right. (laughs) So I don't know if that's effective or not, but you know. Wow. We'll see. We'll see. see. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So thanks, ladies, for for your words of wisdom. We're going to say goodbye for now. Yes? Give us five stars and tell everybody you know to listen. Everybody. Everybody. And watch clickbait. And watch clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) And don't eat cat poop. (laughs) And watch hacks. Yes. We hope you've learned something. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is Listen and Learn or Not. Quack. <laughs> brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you soon. All righty. <laughs> Practice the okay. Jabberwocky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye, guys.